0: afternoon and welcome to Hughes Views. Uh, I think we're up at episode 10 now Al, so uh, a massive shout out and thanks to all of our continued listeners. Uh, a bit of a landmark for us, been doing it for a couple of months now um, and the feedback's been good so we're going to obviously continue. Um, as always, uh, um, just a mention to our sponsors, Amphibian Apparel, whatever the situation, home Street Wear and sports, there are no excuses and KH Decorating, making your house a home. So, I don't think that the agenda uh, needs any introduction today, Al. Obviously, we are a little bit late to the party at time of recording. There has been so many different uh, elements to this Super League, um, well, mess, if that's what you want to call it, um, to be polite. I just really want to get your thoughts on the, the turnaround in which, you know, fan power has obviously been a massive... Part of this in the last forty-eight hours, I was speaking to a few people. Uh, a couple of friends of mine went up to the bridge last night and were doing their bit for you know outside the stadium when it was announced that the that Chelsea would pull out. And then um, there's been you know other teams that have followed suit. I know that there's still some uh, you know lack of confirmation for the La Liga clubs and I believe the Italian clubs, unless I'm mistaken. But just how important is the fans to the game. And, and, you know, had this gone ahead, do you think it would have been, you know, the end of football as we know it?
1: I think with this thing with social media, you've obviously seen uh, the good side of it and we've seen the bad side of it with the racism and, and everything like that. Now, Bamiang's turned his uh, his Twitter account off. But I think over the last 48 hours, I think we've seen the good side in social media and what fan power, um, you know, still has an impact and that's good to see. I guess if we were to sum up this European Super League in a word, it's been abysmal, uh, and that you know that's putting it lightly. I think it's uh, a very, very small minority who would like to see it going ahead. And there's been whispers about this for you know over a decade now, if not longer, that there was going to be um, you know this galactic league where all the powerhouses would play each other. Um, but is that not what the Champions League's for? I think. If you're going to really strip it back, I feel really, really sorry for the fans first and foremost because it's their club. Um, You know they've supported their club through thick and thin, and it's gone through through generations. You feel sorry for uh, the manager. You feel sorry for the players because they're the ones facing the media. Uh, You know these billionaire owners see it as you know a little chess piece that you know all they're doing is trying to maximise profit. There's they don't care about the PR. Um, And Sky Sports reported they said. PR will take a hit, but we'll get it back. There was no uh, consideration for the fans or or anyone involved with the clubs apart from themselves, and apart from to try and um, you know fill up their piggy banks until they get bored, and then they'll you know they'll do one. I felt was very sorry for Pep Guardiola. He didn't want to be there in his press conference yesterday, um, and all the players have come out. James Milner's come out, John Henson's come out, and they've all had their say. Um, and 99.9% of people think it's absolutely disgusting, and it is. But to go back to your question, Dan, about social media and how powerful it is, um, the fans won at the end of the day, um, and I don't think it'll be the last that we see of this uh, mentioning of a, of a breakaway, um, because where there's always demand for these businesses, because you know that's what Manchester United and the likes are—they are a business. Um, people will pay to watch it, and uh, you know that's the reality. So. It's gone to bed for now, but um, I think we'll um, this will come up again, you know, in X amount of years' time. I just hope that um, the clubs involved have have learnt their lesson and that um, they think of the fans before, you know, before the owners go and agree to something like this again.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, and I think the 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 interesting thing that I've sort of wanted to put across to our listeners, but didn't really get the chance because of how quickly. Um, it sort of went from it's, it's definitely happening, and these teams have signed in, and you know they're they're all for it. And now because of the backlash, they've they've obviously gone back on what they've said. Um, for the you know for us, it's not so much a problem. But you know we've got uh, close friends. You know Jack is a Liverpool supporter, um, and I know how passionate he is as a Liverpool supporter as well. And uh, you know I've got friends such as Pete, who's a big Arsenal supporter as well. I wonder whether it's enough. For them as supporters to to turn their back on the club, should it have gone ahead? Would they have turned their back on the club altogether and would they have you know maybe supported a local team or a, a lower league team that was close to where they live, for example? because the way I was thinking about it was, if I was a supporter of a big club, I don't think I would want to continue to support them in that in, in a super league environment or scenario or whatever it was that they were they were trying to um build there. And, and, I, and I think, you know, as we agreed already, it, it's one of those ones where the fans are, are everything. And, and, you know, without fans, there, there isn't a football because we are, you know, we're the guinea pigs, so so to speak, or we're the people that are funding things for these people, uh, for, for these uh, chairmen and board members. You know, if it's not the money coming out of our pocket, they're not going to be able to continue to, run a football club i'm afraid it's just you know if fans decided to turn around and say look do you know what i'm going to boycott my club and and did it in a large volume there would be no football you know you wouldn't be able to pay the players wages without without the fans in income coming through the gates and that sort of thing so you know for them to go over the heads of so many um it was really poor and i think that every single pundit and you mentioned with the managers and their press conferences i think For the most part, they handled it very well. I I know that Klopp blew up with Neville on, you know, sort of... They had a little exchange. But it's one of those ones where I think deep down, even the coaches think, what is going on here? Like, I do not agree with this. But because they are employed, at the end of the day, they are employed by these clubs. They have to be quite uh, on the fence with these things, you know. They can't come out like Neville can or like Carragher can and say... It's a, it's a farce, it's a disgrace, because they could lose their job. I mean, and obviously we've seen that with Mourinho, and although the details haven't come out, it looks as though he's obviously refused to train the players ahead of the final in light of what's happened with the Super League, or that's what I've read, um, although that could be you know, conflicting. And, um, you know, he's walked. I don't think it was a case of him being sacked over results, Al, because, you know, at the end of the day, they got to a League Cup final. Um well- We'll, we'll touch on Spurs
1: in a sec, but I just wanted to go back to the point that you made of um, the case studies, if you will, with Pete. Um, and I spoke to Luke, who's obviously the owner of um, Amphibian Power, and he's a friend of the show. I spoke to him last night about the uh, Man- Manchester United side of things, and it's um, it's been well reported that Ed Woodward was kind of, uh, you know, one of the front runners along with the Real Madrid president. And... Um, you know, Luke was saying yesterday, he's absolutely, he was disgusted by it. And he said, I've boxed up all my United stuff. I won't follow them. Um, you know, he'll go local Hawley or Crawley or, you know, somewhere local. And he said, I won't put a penny into that club if they if they do this. Um, you know, you'd be looking at uh, all these corporate games. You know, you'd be lucky to get any change out of 100 quid a ticket to see the likes of United play PSG or... Madrid, Juventus, Milan, every single week. And you can bet your life the pay-per-view would be absolutely raking it in. Sky Sports distanced themselves from it. They weren't interested. Um, But a lot of... uh, There's other people, you know, Chelsea fans that we're friends with as well. They've said, uh, you know, I'm not going to go to a game ever again. Uh, And you saw the protests um, yesterday. And uh, like like you say, it was refreshing to see the football community all pull together. Um, And it's interesting... Yesterday, we obviously heard that Ed Wood was resigned um, from his Manchester United role at the end of this season. Um, I think he should probably be gone immediately, but he says he's staying till to the end of this season, if not the end of 2021. Um, I think we're going to see um, further further outgoings. Uh, I don't think this is the end of it. Dan, I just want to get your opinion on what other sanctions could be imposed to the big six um, in England. I get this. Um, if you say, oh, you could do dock their points and this that and the other. And that's unfair to the fans in some aspect because it was out of their control and the managers have worked their players so hard this season to get to where they are, um, to, to uh, you, you know, doing well continentally as well, like to Chelsea. Do you think it's fair if they were dock points? And if you don't dock them points, do you dock them money? But it's, it's quite clear that money, um, you know, it'll be a drop in the ocean wherever it is, uh, whatever governing body tries to find these clubs, however much they like to find them, um, they'll pay the fine and they'll be on their way. How do you make an example of these clubs and I guess the all the um, the clubs initially involved as a whole? What do you do that's powerful enough to say, you, you can't do this again? Um, you know, this is a very, very near miss and it could have been catastrophic football. What type of sanction would you put in place for these clubs?
0: Yeah, I don't really think there's a right answer or, uh, with this because... You know, like you said quite rightly, you could dock them points, but it, you know it's a very short-term fix, and and actually it's a bit of a slap on the wrist to do something like that. Um, also, the players, you know, from what it sounds like and the stuff that's come out over the last couple of days, it looks like a lot of the players were, um, you know, didn't even have a clue what was going on behind the scenes. So I think you're right there. I think it's not fair to, you know, do a you 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 are banned from. This season's competition, for example, when, like you say, you've got a couple of British teams that have, that have gone into the latter stages of European tournaments and that sort of thing. But also, you mentioned there about the money side of it, and I totally agree with you. I think that you know, there's no no amount of money that they could find a club of that size that's going to be a bit, you know, that's going to make the board think, yeah, maybe that was a bad idea on our part and we shouldn't have done that. There's no amount of money that these these guys have got, you know, treasure troves. That, uh, you know just know there is nothing that they can't be touched in that regard financially i think for me it would be you know let them continue this season um and i think ban them from european competition for you know five years uh, five full domestic seasons and then what you will find from that is that anybody that is playing for one of the clubs that opted to be included will want to you know any player um, if they value their career, their playing career, you might find that they'll move on to another club. Now, I'm not expecting you know every top, top player from the, the teams involved to go and play for Bayern Munich. Uh, I'm not saying that. But what, what I would say is that there's going to be players that are going to be unhappy if they're not playing at top level in terms of the Champions League as we know it. So they could move on. That could then be um, you know catastrophic to the teams that were involved it's really a a bit of a dark spot. I don't really know what they're going to do, but you know, just to
1: play devil's advocate with you there, Dan, just to sit on the other shoulder. Do you think UEFA are going to ban the likes of Manchester United, who are arguably one of the biggest clubs in football, the biggest club in football. Do you think they're going to ban them from their elite competition for one, two or to five years? Like you say, I just can't see that happening because that brings in the revenue that brings in the TV audience. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, if you hit them where it hurts, in the pocket, well, the likes of Bramvich, they've got loads in the bank, like you say. So, what are you going to do? Find them 10 million, 20 million?
0: No, that's got, that, that's, that's the thing. you are is... not even going
1: to cover a new player in the summer. No. So, if you find them, does it make a big enough example? Um, you know, when, when Spike it happened with Derby and Leeds, I think um, Leeds were found, what, 200 grand for bringing the game into disrepute? I mean... Come on, even for a club like that, it's a drop in the ocean. Yeah. If you find if you find Chelsea, United, City, fifty million each, so, and if you if you ban them from competitions for the next season and the season after that, you know, I don't think you going are going to do that. So it it'd be interesting to see. The only thing you could do is dock them points, but then it's that's not fair. Like you say, the players, the managers, they had no idea it was all going on behind their back. And uh, the big boys are playing their game of chess behind their backs, and they say, "Look, we can we can make huge, huge profit here." Yeah, um, I think unless, loved... unless unless you get rid of them, yeah, I think get the owners you... and say you're not fit to run a club. You yeah. shouldn't be FIFA all your way for soft. off, leave.
0: Yeah, ban them from ban them from being involved in you know anything to do with a football club or football in general. But you know that's that the, the powers that be. That's that's the decisions for them to make, but. You know, in terms of docking points, I think just going back to, you know, by the looks of things, hopefully, fingers crossed, next season, we'll be looking to have fans back in stadiums. Now, these big clubs, um, you know, they get a lot of support that you could call them plastics or, you know, whatever you want to do. But for your diehards that are eager to get back, let's just put the situation, let's say Man United uh, start bottom of the table next year and they're on minus 30 points, right? If they keep all their players, they're still probably going to not get relegated. I don't know. But even still, the football that they're going to be playing is going to change next season because their mindset will be, we're fighting for our lives here. And also, on top of that, their fans are going to be like, well, what are we playing for exactly? We're supposed to be challenging for European spots, top four, maybe even title. And we find ourselves fighting to to stay in in the top league in the country all because of what's been going on behind the scenes so it's unfair on the players it's unfair yeah, on yeah. the fans it's there is no right answer um but no, they definitely very can't very get away with balance. it yeah they definitely it's can't get very, away very, with it very
1: balance. and you want to make an example of them um and put the most the strict impose the most restrictive um the most restrictive punishment possible um and like you say, money. I don't think is going to be the strictest sanction. Um, and you got to dock them points. And it, you know, even if you said, uh, you know, the six of the big English clubs minus ten, well, they'll they'll clear that up within the first two months. Yeah. Um, and will they? Have they learned from that? Um, yeah. I, I guess you say you could say that they are. And people initially, oh, I'll relegate them, kick them out to the football league. It's not going to happen. Because the Premier League and Sky Sports, when they make hundreds and hundreds of millions every season, uh, this is no disrespect to these clubs, but a club, a, a player and a fan across the world, whether that be Africa, Asia, Australia, they're going to watch Manchester United against Liverpool over Aston Villa and Wolves. That's just a fact. Yeah. Because they're one of the biggest clubs in the world and they sell themselves.
0: And they got the best players yeah, on, on show as well at the same time. But, you know, that, that's what I'm saying, though. Al. You know, we could talk about this for another hour. Al. It all stems down to money. And that's what's wrong with it. Like, you say about the revenue that Sky can, you know, pull in and what, what the clubs can do. And I've just said it as well, you know, gate money from the fact it's all about money. But then, if you strip it right back... At
1: the top, you've got to take yeah. the head off from the animal at the top. Get rid of these owners. You're not fit to wear the. Uh, you're not fit to um, run a club because you're not because all you're looking at is trying to maximise profit. All this is is a big game to you. Yeah. Uh, I think you've got to get rid of the owners or at least suspend them for 18 months. You cannot have any run in this club. Get rid of Abramovich. Um, you know, and everybody else that may be at the top of these clubs. Get rid for 18 months.
0: Yep yeah
1: and, and that's the only i think a suspension is the only thing that uefa could possibly do and all the other governing bodies is the only thing that they could do because they won't dock them points they won't kick them out of the european competitions because they need them um a fine like we've said it's not going to do a lot so the only thing i think you can do is suspend them or you say um something like a transfer embargo uh and you say you can't bring any new players in but then it's it's, again that balancing act is that fair on the club but um we will see um we've open eyes and i guess we we got to move on because there's other topics we want to cover with the start of this i guess the first thing that we saw was that mourinho was sacked and like you say whether he was pushed to do it with the players you know i'm not taking them training was he um i think he might have gone at the end of the season anyway i find the timing I find that, you know, bemusing, the fact that they're, what, now uh, for four days uh, before their cup final, that they brought Mourinho in to do to win trophies, yep. and he has gone days before um, a cup final, I, I find that flabbergasting, but if you, I don't know if you've heard this this voice note going around from Jamie Redknapp, I don't know if you've heard this, Dan, have you heard that on social media?
0: I haven't, I haven't caught it, no.
1: So he, was, he says something along the lines of if they were to sack Mourinho whilst they are in the top four, it would have cost them £30 million in compensation. But had they um, got rid of him when they're outside of it, it becomes like just a couple of million. Uh, not even that. So is that Daniel Levy being shrewd, you could say tight? I just I can't get my head around um, the, the timing of it all. I mean... A lot of Spurs fans would say Mourinho's actually not been that good for us. But I don't think the players he's got are that great either. Um, But like I say, it's not a broken record. To sack your manager days before a cup final against Man City. And now they've got Ryan Mason in there. And no disrespect to him, he is well out of his depth. And it could have been a huge score with Mourinho anyway. But um, it'd be interesting to see tonight when they play uh, Southampton. It is tonight, I think. Um, what sort of uh, reaction he gets from the players? But I I, I do worry for Spurs fans uh, for Sunday against Man City, and there's only one winner in my eyes.
0: Yeah, I think I well I I, I agree with you, and uh, you know what you're saying about Redknapp again. You know, if that's the case, it's quite a clever move from Levy. It's quite bold, but from a fan's perspective, for a club that don't win a lot or you could argue you haven't really won anything, £30 million compensation to let Jose run that game, surely uh, even, you know, although it's deemed to be the baby cup of what's available for in a domestic season, £30 million to, to win a, a trophy is, is nothing. That's chump change. You know, if you make the decision to get rid of Mourinho at the end of the season, but he wins you that cup, And like you quite rightly mentioned, you know, Ryan Mason, we all know about, you know, his history and, you know, I've got nothing but respect for him for coming in and, and, you know, effectively he's put himself in the firing line because he's, he's definitely not really got a chance of winning this game. If he does, he'll be, you know, deemed even more of a hero to to their fan base and to football fans alike than he already is. But my argument is he
1: can use, I don't think he can lose that. I, I hear what you're saying I think if anything this puts him in the shot window Ryan Mason and Tottenham are expected to get beat on Sunday that's a fact Man City will be I'd love to see the odds they'll be huge huge favourites if Ryan Mason can keep it at 1-0 or take it to extra time or do you unthinkable and win it he will be in Tottenham folklore I saw on Sky Sports earlier he's played his last game for Spurs I think they got beat uh, at Newcastle I could be wrong but in that team there were 6 or 7 Spurs players who were still there The likes of Kane and Son. So he knows the players inside out. If they can play for him. It wouldn't surprise me if they beat Southampton. Convincingly tonight. And hit it on the front foot. And said this is what my team can do. Um, And then they go into Sunday with huge confidence. I still think they'll get beat. But Ryan Mason can't lose here. Um, And I don't think he'll get the job on the permanent. Because I think Levy will want to get someone with more experience in. So Ryan Mason is a surprise candidate. But. He can only. Um, you know, this is a fantastic uh, time for him, and he's been a coach uh, at Spurs. I don't think I don't think they win it, but this is a massive moment for Ryan Mason. This is shot window time.
0: Yep, I agree, and, and and that's the thing. Like you know, we know what Mourinho can do. You know, he's a character, but you know, if there's one coach that you want in a cup final in ninety minutes of football, it's, it's Jose Mourinho. He's a winner you know no, you can't argue that he, he wins trophies everywhere he goes out so yes okay they've had a so-so season they would have expected bigger things they would have want to be challenging but that's down to the players not just the manager um and they have got the you know one of the best strikers in the world um but the players behind him i think we've mentioned in previous episodes about spurs and their depth and their quality they've got some household names in some positions but there's a lot of players there that there's better out there and for a top top club they need to be signing better players if they want to be challenging yeah. so let's be honest
1: there's a, there's a lot of deadwood in that squad who have been at tottenham uh, for for a long long time um, i'm not going to name names but you you know the players who i'm thinking of and yeah. there's, there's, there's players in there who go why why are you still at tottenham hotspur if you're if you're a top 4 club um you, you know this player's a good seven or eight you could easily strike off. You're not good enough. Uh, go and play for a mid, so mid-table Premiership side. And that that may have been part of Joza's downfall, that he didn't feel like he had the squad that could compete. His, some of his team selections really used to make my mind wonder. I think it the last game It's Everton. Um, he had like Bale, Lucas, uh, Lamella all on the bench. And this is a game you have to win. Chelsea are on your heels, Liverpool are on your heels. If you want top four, you have to win this game. And Everton were there for the taking. Um, but like I've said with Spurs this season, if it's not Kane and it's not Son, they're not going to score. They're not going. There's not many goal scorers in that team, um, and they're quite they're quite leaky at the back as well. They concede some horrendous goals. Um, and it'd be interesting. This is another topic completely. It'd be interesting to see. If Kane spoke with his agent and said, I want to move, would he get that move post the Euros? I think he probably would.
0: Yeah, and I think although, you know, we never want to say, well, they're not a one-man team. They're not quite your Villas, your Palaces. They're not a one-man band. But take Kane out of that team and I I see them, you know, mid-table sides at the moment. I don't see him in the European places without his goals.
1: If you took Kane and Son out, where do the goals come from? Because Bale's hardly set it like Lucas, Vinicius, Lamella, come on.
0: Yeah, and if also do, Bale, Bale's, been open, Bale's been open to say that, you know, it, although it's been a nice little, you know, vacation for him, he wants to go back to Madrid. So, you know, he's, his heart's golf. not there. He yeah, not care yeah. No,
1: he don't care. No, he's
0: not. He he's doesn't. He's getting
1: paid, what, 600 grand a week? Yeah. He 300 grand from Spurs and 300 from Madrid. If I was playing a player... Paying a player three hundred grand a week, you'd be expecting a goal and/or an assist minimum every single week for three hundred grand. Yeah, well, absolutely. I don't know how many goals has scored, but I've been quite disappointed in his return. But like you say, take Kane out of that team, Ooh, top six at, at best.
0: Yep.
1: We've got. Let's move on. Let's drop into the championship then, because otherwise we'll end up ranting. Um, Norwich have been promoted, uh, and it's been it's, it's been on the wall for uh, a long, long time. Uh, they're probably going to win the title, now, and it looks like Watford will come up with them. Um, they both deserved it. It's, uh, it's a tough league, Um they both bounced straight back up. Um, can Watford and Norwich can they stay up beyond next season in the Premiership?
0: I think they need to build um, over the summer, and I don't mean bringing in big names. I just think that like, I think the the reason for the success for Norwich at least is because they've been able to keep the players that you could argue when they went down you know players like Todd Campwell, he could have got a move uh Max Ahrens he was he was linked with a move um even that Buendia was linked with a move if, if those players weren't in that Norwich side this season they wouldn't have come back up so I think you know you got to give the board credit or even maybe the players or the manager because it's still uh Daniel Farker so you know maybe he said to him look we got a real chance here yes it's got right off the premier league we were awful but there's a real long-term plan in place stay with me stick with me let's play together for another year and they you know they've they've paid him back and the fans back and they'll be glad to get back into the premier league but i think that they need to change the way that they did it last time round. um you know we can't talk to an extent we've our, our current uh period in the premier league is coming up into our sort of eighth season which is just bonkers you know if you had said that to me back in 2013 when we won the playoff final i would have been laughing at you but you know a lot of fans are saying that we're a yo-yo club yes before this we were a yo-yo club but norwich are a yo-yo club so unless they change the way that they see their long-term strategy they will go back down even with good players they will go back down they need to they need to build and strengthen what they already have. Otherwise, they're going to find themselves back in the Championship next year. Um, and the same goes for Bournemouth. I think, um, you know, have they, they've kept most of their team out, if I'm not mistaken. I think there's been a couple of uh, yeah. offloaders, but, the, you know, the the heart of the team is still there. Um, yeah, I, hear what you're
1: saying about, I hear what you're saying about Norwich, and I think that Wendy, Cantwell and Pookie are the main three, aren't they? And I think now it's just on about... Um, getting in that Premier League experience, which will... I think they need a bit of fight about them. I think when they went down uh, from Premier League last, they went down with a bit of a whimper. Uh, They need a bit of steel in there and a bit of Premier League experience. I'm just looking at the um, Watford team as well. Uh, They've still got Hughes, Sarr, Cleverly, Messina, Gray, Deeney. They've kept a lot of their players as well. So I think what you say runs true. If you can keep... The main bulk of your um, of your side, you know, the hub of your team, you've got a good chance of coming back up. Um, in terms of the play, the, the teams who are kind of sniffing around in the playoffs at the moment, it's Swansea, Brentford, Bournemouth, and Barnsley. Um, it doesn't have to be one of those four because there could be an outsider coming in. I think Reading are four points off Barnsley. I think. Who do you think comes up with uh, with Norwich and Watford?
0: Uh, I don't know, you know, Al. I think. You know, my heart says let Barnsley have a go, but then it would be a shame for him because again, they don't really have they don't really have the the sort of in the background. Do they have the right setup to be in the Premier League? They probably their fan base probably didn't expect to be anywhere near the playoffs at the start of this season, um, and obviously Ishmael's taken them far and beyond what they were expecting um if they don't come up i think he'll get plucked i think he'll have some job offers in the summer um but also it'd be nice to have a new team in the premier league you know swansea have been there and you know uh bournemouth obviously I know where
1: you're going with this i know where you're going with this and i think that mine would be the same pick i'd love to see brentford in the premier league yeah and that's i think they're the, the top they're the top goal scorers in the championship um, if they can play that type of football under their manager in the Premier League, it'll be entertaining. Now, whether it will be a Blackpool entertaining when they come straight back down or whether they can do like a Bournemouth when they first came up or do a Leeds, you know, play this good football, score goals and win games, we'll see. Uh, but I'd like to see, uh, and we've mentioned him in previous podcasts, Ivan Tony. Yeah. I think he'd be ready. Uh, he just has that Ollie Watkins mould. And if not, I think he could be a bit better than Watkins. Um It'd be good to see him up there and if they play the football that they've been playing they've scored 72 goals in 42 games yeah that's that that's a lot and they'd be the entertaining side you want to watch and like you say it'd be a new club up there um, we've seen Swansea we've seen Bournemouth we've seen reading in recent years and after that I think you know after that QPR I think it's too little too late now um,
0: but the would, thing, the thing is with yeah. with Brentford though, is that like, um, you know, in recent seasons, because they haven't been able to make that final push, they've lost their best players. Um, yeah. And you know, if they don't do it again this season, it's going to happen to them again because you quite rightly mentioned Ivan Tony's is a bagsman. He'll be playing in the Premier League even if, if Brentford get there or not. He will be in the Premier League next season. So for their fans, like one, one
1: in seven as well.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. And also, when seven. you when you said about how many goals they've scored, um, I, f- I don't think that's the issue for them because if it was just about that, then they'd be sitting top of the league. But there's obviously something there. You know, they may be leaky at the back. You know, I can't say that I've watched many of their games this year, but there's got to be something there. And like you say, that form, that's Alan Pardew form. That's that's not great. So, and on the flip side, Bournemouth have won their last five. Yeah. Now's the time
1: when you've got to you know what three or four games left of the season yeah 46 to play Um so most teams got three left some have got four Brentford have got four they've got a game in hand but so Bournemouth form is, is so key now if you can go into the running of the playoffs and win your last three or win two draw one you're in good stead and if you yeah. like Swansea Swansea have won two out of their last eight Um and they've lost a load of them as well so so that ruins their automatic chances. And Swansville are right up there yep. in the middle part of the season. So it's um, it's all about form now. And if you can do like Palace when we got promoted and we beat Brighton in the semis, if you can nick it in there, you've got every right to be in there. And the and the playoffs are, you know, it's two one-off games. And then you've got to get to the final, and it's one more one-off game. And um, it's not always the favourites who go up, as we've seen uh, season after season. It's an interesting one, and it's always... Um, it's always one that I like. I like watching the playoffs. I think everybody loves the playoffs. Yeah, I think it's, um, uh,
0: this is my favourite game in the season now. To be honest with you, aside from maybe the FA Cup final, but uh, you know that is my favourite game of the season. The playoff final. It's it's a brilliant game, and you know if you've been there as a fan and you've been to Wembley, you know what it's you know what it's like. You know we've been quite fortunate. I don't think we've lost one. Um, well, not in my lifetime anyway. But you know it's it is a great day. For the fans, and hopefully, if they've done that thing on Sunday, just gone um, last weekend where they they some fans back in the semi final, if they can have fans at the at the playoff final, it'd be brilliant. I think it'd be a nice end to the into this pretty rubbish sort of pandemic slash season that we've had.
1: Yeah, I agree. So we'll put uh, we'll both put our necks on the line. We'll, the pick to go up via the playoffs, who's yours?
0: Yeah, I've, well, I've, I think you've already sort of nailed it. I think Brentford for me.
1: I've gone Brentford as well. Um, it's a toss up between Brentford and Bournemouth, but I'll go with Brentford. And if not, like you say, I think we'll see Ivan Tony in the Premier League regardless next season.
0: Yeah. I think we'll I think we'll wrap it up there. Al. What I would say yeah. is, um, anybody that's listening that has views on the Super League, uh, you know, don't lie and say that it's you know that you're impartial because everybody who's anybody that likes football has got a view on this. So. I'll, I'll, we would like to hear what you got to say, and you know, invite you on, or you know, read out the messages that you send to us. That would be absolutely brilliant. Um, obviously, we'll see. As Al mentioned, we'll see what happens in the in the coming weeks, and we definitely haven't heard the end of this. I think this is going to be quite a. This is going to grab the headlines for a long time now. Um, it shouldn't be brushed under the carpet. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll leave it there, Al, and uh, we'll we'll revisit next week. So get keep your messages coming in on the socials, and uh, see you all next week.